Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. You know, the Bible said it's by His goodness that He led us to repentance. Amen. God didn't stop being good and helping us out after He died for us on the cross. He helped us all the way through. After He did that, then He spoke to us. He brought people into our lives to talk to us about sharing the light of God uh, with us. Amen. So that we would be interested. Praise God. And then He led us to repentance by His goodness. Then He filled us with His Spirit. And He washed away our sins when we were born again. And then He helps us to pray. And then He speaks to us. And He gave us a wonderful book, the Bible, to guide us. Amen. He's helped us all the way through. Heals our bodies. Provides for us. My God's been good. I can't let Him down. I can't let them down. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're turning to one verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, or temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal praise God I want to preach on the subject this morning God's viewpoint God's viewpoint you see a viewpoint is a way of looking at or thinking about something it's an outlook it's perspective it's a vantage point it's perception or a mindset amen now when we were born we were we've been used to depending on our five senses amen for everything in our lives Uh, praise god sight hearing taste smell and touch amen and they carry a lot of weight when it comes to determining our viewpoint on things Two of those senses, sight and sound, seeing and hearing, amen, are, uh, they're all important, but those those seem to be very, very important, amen. When I was growing up, uh, my dad, who was a character, used to always tell me, don't believe anything you hear and only half of what you see and you'll do well in life. And he'd say that quite a bit. And I'd have to admit that when I was a young man, teenager or whatever, when he would say this to us, me and my brothers, at the time I really never understood it. And I really had a hard time believing it. But when I gave my heart to Jesus, when I let him fill me with his spirit, and as I got older, praise God, I began to understand That there is a lot of truth to this advice. Praise God. Amen. Because I have learned by experience that my senses can deceive me. Amen. The Bible tells us 
not to allow our senses to be the sole, amen, determiner of our viewpoint. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 said, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. When we walk with God, we, we have another thing that governs our five senses. It overrules our five senses. It's greater and it's God. It's faith in God. Luke chapter 8. Verse 18, Jesus said, take care then how you hear. And in Mark 4.24, Jesus said, pay close attention to what you hear. Amen. So what we see and what we hear needs to go through the filter of a different viewpoint of just the world's viewpoint and just our my natural human viewpoint. Our, our senses have a huge impact on our thought process. Amen. Because our thought process will determine what we see say amen and what we do and ultimately praise God who we become praise God that's why it's important that we get a hold of our senses amen because our our hearing and our seeing those are the two major inputs into our mind so that, that start our thoughts going praise God amen Jesus said in Matthew 12 34 out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. And Proverbs 23, 7, the wise man Solomon said, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's why we got to be careful, amen, not to allow our senses, amen, to overrule and cause our thoughts to go crazy. And then our words will go crazy. And then we will go crazy. We've got, amen, to have solid a viewpoint from God's perspective so that we can get through anything. That's trying to overrule our senses and say, you know what, this is bigger than anything. Don't allow your thoughts to control you and your viewpoint. Talk, amen. When I think about the story of when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they're in the wilderness, and they weren't in the wilderness very long, just a couple of years or a few years or so, because they were in the wilderness a total of 40 years when we read the whole account. But it was, it was early on in the first few years that they actually came to the southern end of the promised land, the southern border. And God told Moses, pick a man, one man to represent each of the 12 tribes as a spy to go spy out the land, the promised land that God promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And they went and spied it out. Amen. And they all saw all kinds of wonderful things. And then they saw some pretty uh, amazing things. Amen. And they came back, all 12 of them. Amen. And then the people of Israel gathered together with Moses and Aaron. And they heard the report. And the 10 of the 12 gave what the Bible said was an evil report. Praise God. Amen. They allowed what they saw and heard to distort their viewpoint. Amen. They told all the people when they were given their report, they said the people of this land, uh, uh, they're very strong. Amen. And we will never be able to stand against them. They said they live in very large and fortified cities with huge walls. This land is a land that devours its inhabitants. And then he said, if this isn't bad enough, we saw all kinds of giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight 
You see, they allowed what they saw to cause them to forget how big their God is. Amen. And all the miracles that he had done for them up to that point. Ten miracles to get them out of Egypt. A miracle of parting the Red Sea. Amen. And then they've got the Ten Commandments from God. they got so many wonderful things. Amen. That they got that God gave them miraculously. Giving them water from a rock and manna from heaven. And yet they forgot all that when they saw some things and they heard some things. Folks, we need God's viewpoint. We need God's viewpoint. No matter where this world goes and no matter what things happen in front of us, no matter what we see and we hear, we need to try to always keep God's viewpoint so that we're going to be okay and we don't do anything rash and we don't do make the wrong choice and take the wrong road. Amen. Praise God. We got to always remember what God Amen. Has done for us in the past. Because if he did it before, he'll do it again. If he did it before, he'll do it again. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Like the song song we sang this morning. Amen. Look what the Lord has done. That's past tense. Amen. He healed my body. Hallelujah. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Remember what the Lord has done. If he did it before, he can do it again. It doesn't matter what we face. Amen. We faced giants in the past. He helped us slay them. Yes, we got new giants. They're different giants. Amen. They might be scarier looking giants. I don't know. But it's still a giant and no giant is bigger than God. Oh, hallelujah. No giant is bigger than God. The God of the past is also the God of the present and the God of the future. Hebrews 13, 8 said, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So I don't care what we're facing today. I don't care what we're all going through. Some of us are going through job struggles. Amen. People are going through layoffs. People are going through pay cuts. People, amen, are going through cut hours. Amen. People, amen, we're having to homeschool the kids. And that's a different challenge. We're having to do this. We're having to do that. We can't go here. We can't go there. We have to do this and that. Amen. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what giants we face. It doesn't matter what the mountains are we're that are in front of us, what problems and troubles, amen, are trying to overwhelm our sight and our hearing and our thoughts, amen. God, hallelujah, has a different viewpoint that we need to look through. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I talked last week about when you're at your lowest, look to the highest, amen. And God's viewpoint comes Amen. From his perspective. Hallelujah. He has a a bird's eye view of things. Praise God. It looks a little bit different. Like I always say, amen. When when, when I'm up in an airplane looking down at 30,000 feet, boy, everything sure looks small to me. 
Everything looks manageable to me. And even that mountain looks like it's not that big. Amen. That huge building doesn't look that big. Amen. Those huge trees don't look that big from up here. Praise God. It's all your vantage point. It's all your perspective. Praise God. Remember, God is bigger than any situation that we have. Amen. When your viewpoint gets clouded and mixed up, you will start assuming things. Like those ten spies, they said, we saw the giants the sons of Anak, amen, and we were in their sight, uh, we, we were in their sight as grasshoppers, we, we thought we were grasshoppers in their sight, and they, they thought we were grasshoppers in their sight, but you look at the assumption, amen, they said we, were, we, were, we just felt like grasshoppers in their sight, and then they said they thought we were grasshoppers in their sight, oh no, they added that. That's an assumption. You don't know what people are thinking about you. Amen. And when you fast forward to the book of Joshua, amen, because of that evil report, everybody murmured, and they weren't able to go through the, to the promised land at that early junction. So then they had to learn some lessons, and they had to go many more years, 40 years total, before the next time an opportunity to cross over into the promised land. And the next time they crossed, amen, nobody was thinking that they were grasshoppers because the, the fame and the renown of of them and their God had preceded them. And when they got to Jericho, Jake or Jericho, they had their walls and they had their fortifications, but they were shaking like a leaf inside that city because the people of Jehovah were coming. We are God's kids. We don't need to take a back seat to anybody. We have the authority. I'm standing on the word. I'm covered with the blood. I'm calling on the name of Jesus. And I'm looking through God's vantage point. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. It's dangerous to assume things. Because it will cause you to think a certain way and say, say things a certain way and do a certain way when it's not that way at all. Don't assume things. You have a say in your thought process. With the help of God, you are in charge of your thoughts. Amen. So in Jesus' name, I reject negative thoughts. Amen. I plead the blood of Jesus against fearful and anxious thoughts. I pray against thoughts of giving up and giving in in Jesus' name. Amen. I stand on the word of God against all thoughts telling me yes. I'm nothing, yes. I'm a nobody, and that I don't have any hope, and I don't have any ability to change my situation. I pray against all that. Yes. Amen. Because I'm looking through God's viewpoint. And with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, praise God. When I have Jesus, I have the power to change my situation. You see, there's our viewpoint, and then there's God's viewpoint. And we got to consistently try to have God's viewpoint in our life. Amen. It's going to change everything for us. Praise God. Amen. God's viewpoint on our situations and uh, the, the struggles that we face. We need to do our best to see things as God sees them from his 
viewpoint, vantage point, and perspective. You see the other two uh, spies of the 12, that was Joshua and Caleb. Amen. They also gave a report, and it was a good report. Amen. They, they, they gave a report, amen, that was completely different. Now, why is that? I'll tell you why. Because they were looking at the situation from God's viewpoint. We just came from 10 miracles in Egypt. We came from the party of the Red Sea. Look at all the miracles God did in the wilderness. This is nothing for God. Of some few giants and some walled cities and iron chariots, nothing for God. It's no challenge for God. Amen. They saw the exact same things that the other 10 spies saw. But this is what Caleb said when he spoke on behalf of Joshua in Numbers 13.30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able. Joshua and Caleb they knew something, amen, that those other ten should have known. They had a closer walk with God. They had a different vantage point and viewpoint. But sadly, because so many people go with the majority, when it's ten people saying one thing and two people saying the other, ah, you guys are just, you know, outliers. You guys are just, you know, anomalies. These ten, they, they, they know what they're talking about. And it caused the whole nation to go back into the wilderness, to stay in the wilderness way longer than they should have. Amen. So in other words, Caleb said, we are well able to overcome it. We can do this because we have Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth on our side. We can do this. We're well able to overcome. So looking at things from God's viewpoint makes all the difference in the world. It will cause us to step out by faith. It will cause us to be bold and courageous in our lives for God. It will cause us to believe that the impossible is possible when God is involved. Yes. Amen. You see, no matter what we're going through, no matter how dire the circumstances, no matter how long it's been that way, there's always another viewpoint to our situation, and that's God's viewpoint. That's the one we need to search after. Yeah. That's the one we need to get. Amen. It'll help us sleep better at night. It'll help us throughout the day. It'll help us with just our, our overall, amen, wellness, well-being. It'll help us, amen, in dealing with situations that arise. It'll help us through everything. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when King Uzziah died, he was one of the kings of Judah, Back in Old Testament times, and he was one of the few kings. There was a lot of bad kings, and then every once in a while there was a good one. He was one of the few good ones. And when they got a good one, that man, there was peace. Everyone exhaled collectively. Oh, wow, this is great. Amen. And Uzziah was a great king. He did great things for the nation, and he brought them back to God. Praise God. But when the, when the Bible said when he died, the nation was in collective mourning it had such a huge impact on the entire nation of Israel there was not one single person that was not affected by his death there was sadness and despair there was uncertainty about the future because sadly when a good king died 
you think that his son would, would you know, look at his dad and say, yeah, I'm going to keep this going. But a lot of times the sons that took over, the prince, he was a bad guy. And he would bring the country back into idolatry and away from God. Amen. Even the prophet Isaiah was impacted by his death. And he was, in the, he was bumming out as well. Amen. Praise God. And Isaiah 6, 1, the Bible said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple. The key phrase in this verse is, I saw also. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, your viewpoint is not the only one you have to choose from in your dilemma. Praise God. It's not the only one you're stuck with. Praise God. You got to also in there. Look around. I saw also the Lord high and lifted up. Amen. And kind of like this occasion in Israel's history, this nation of the United States, we're going through a collective thing that everybody is being affected by. Everybody in one way or another. Amen. And I'm telling you, we have an also. We have the Lord high and lifted up. And we got his viewpoint. And we've got to hold on to that. Praise God. It's going to get us through. Amen. Colossians 3, 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18, that's the verse we open up with. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, temporary, but the things which are not seen, they are eternal. Praise God. We've got to look to God. Look above. Put our hopes in God above. Amen. How can we constantly have God's viewpoint in our lives? The answer is found in Isaiah 40.31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Praise God. You want God's vantage point? Wait on Him. Wait on Him. Because waiting on God, what does it do? What does it do? We shall be given wings as eagles. These wings spiritually give us the ability to soar high above all of our issues and situations and they will give us a consistent view from God's vantage point on everything. Amen. How do I wait on God? It's not like waiting for a bus at the bus stop. It's not like waiting for a train. It's not like waiting when, you get, when you're waiting for your car to be repaired. Where you're just sitting there, you know, kind of, you know, twiddling your thumbs, reading a book or whatever you're doing. Amen. Catching up on writing up your bills or maybe taking a nap. That's not waiting on God. Waiting on God is not idle. Waiting on God is not doing anything. Amen. Well, I'm just going to sit here and wait, God, and hope you, hope you do something. Oh, no. Waiting on God is productive. Waiting on God is action. Praise God. Waiting on God is like a, a, a server at a restaurant. Amen. Coming up. And, and you 
Yes, can I help you? Do you need some more water? Can I take that tray? Would you like any dessert? Can I bring you a doggy bag? Amen. Waiting on God. Amen. Is staying in His presence. Praise God. Waiting on Him. Hallelujah. How do I do it? Wait on Him in prayer until He puts His hand upon you and speaks in your heart. Wait on Him in fasting until He moves those mountains out of your life. Wait on Him by reading and searching His Word, the Bible, until He shows you His plan and His will for your life. Amen. Wait on Him by tuning in to the services every Thursday and Sunday. Amen. To get clear direction from your lives. And remember, like I said Thursday, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. And you need faith more than anything else. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. Faith, while we wait on God, is the key to getting God's vantage point. And I'll close with this final verse, Isaiah 30, 18. Blessed are all they that wait for Him. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Don't try to do something and fall on your face. Wait on God. Amen. Be patient and wait on Him for His result, for His solution, for His action in your situation. Amen. But all the while, keep God's vantage point. Keep God's viewpoint in your life. And you're going to see, amen, that your troubles are not as overwhelming as they really are when you look at them through all the filters of God's Word. God's blood, God's name, God's spirit, and in prayer and fasting. Praise God. Praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.